0: Hi, welcome back to Till Death to Us podcast. I'm Michelle Murray. And I'm Matt Murray. And we're here with a new case. Hooray. Mm-hmm. More we're, murder. Yes. Um, I'm so sorry it's a day late, but it's his fault.
1: Listen, I was at PAX. <laughs> I'm a big nerd. I was playing a bunch of video games with Steve and Andy from Dual Screens Podcast, which you should also listen to if you're a big nerd. Although demographically speaking... That might not connect. <laughs> but if you are a big nerd and also listen to this podcast and enjoy, like, indie games and developer stuff, like, behind-the-scenes stuff, you should definitely listen to their podcast. They have some really cool people on.
0: For sure. For sure. For
1: sure. Yeah.
0: Yeah. How are you?
1: I'm doing pretty good. I feel
0: like I haven't seen you. <laughs> All weekend? Yeah. <laughs> I know.
1: I'm exhausted. It's weird, like... I'm
0: glad we have this little date date we... night. I
1: know, but, like, I used to... Totally be able to do four days of packs, packs. and then it was three days before, but like I did like two and a half days, or like a day and a half, really. Actually, and I am both like physically exhausted and like just completely drained of any energy. Like, I just feel like I'm gonna die, and I think it's a sign that I'm fucking 35 Uh, yeah and it's tough we're old like
0: we're getting old i
1: wore a backpack the whole time and now it just constantly feels like there's like a tiny little midget trying to (laughs) strangle me like that's what my shoulders feel like right now it's fucking awful i hate it and my legs feel like somebody just lightly beat me with some thatches
0: (laughs) oh (laughs)
1: it's terrible
0: so, like, you had fun.
1: It was great. <laughs> it was wonderful. I got to talk to a whole lot of developers, but, like, the aftermath is terrible. That's cool. Yeah.
0: Cool. Well, so, you know, let's uh, bring it down a level. Okay. All right. You bring know all that down. excitement. Yeah. About packs. Yeah. So today, I'm going to tell you about the Kaller family murders. Okay. I'm pretty sure that is how you pronounce the last name. Okay. Kaller <laughs> Kaller. It's K-A-H-L-E-R.
1: Yeah, okay. It's one of them. Yeah.
0: So, um, obviously, I found a lot on Google searches, and then I actually also watched. Um, There's this show called Fatal Vows, and they had an episode on this. Okay. Um, which, for the first time, I didn't write that down. I probably should have, but
1: what the episode number was? Yeah. I well, normally have I mean, that. if yeah. if if the show was there on whatever streaming service, just you can I found it on
0: it. Amazon Prime. There you go. Yeah. So just
1: search for the Kaler or Collar. Family murders.
0: Yeah. So, Karen Hetrick was born July 30th, 1965 in Topeka, Kansas. She had a very normal upbringing, graduated from Wichita High School, and went to Kansas State University in 1983. During her freshman year there, she met James Craig Kaler, (laughs) who was a junior studying engineering. You got to just
1: pick one. I know. Just one. Which one? Kaler. Okay. Yeah. Whole time. Okay. Yep.
0: James was born January 15th
1: that's my birthday i know wait is he the
0: murderer i don't know we'll see oh no 1963 he preferred to go by his middle name of craig with a k
1: that's kind of weird in both ways like he preferred his middle name yeah and
0: craig with a k just seems so like uppity
1: yeah i'm i'm craig with a k with a k
0: (laughs) he probably gets mad when people at starbucks write it with a c yeah
1: if Is he, well, no, I guess we'll get there. Is he still alive? <laughs> Excuse me, I ordered this macchiato with a K.
0: <laughs> so, straight out of college, Craig was offered a job in Colorado, and Karen decides to leave school to move there with him. On December 28th, 1985, Craig and Karen got married. They welcomed their first daughter, Emily, in 1991, their second daughter, Lauren, soon followed in 1993, and in 1999, they had a son, Sean. In 1999, Craig accepted a job as director of utilities in Weatherford, Texas. During their time there, Karen became very involved in the community. She used to run a local mom's group and she was very involved with her kids, including Mm. acting as a stage manager for their daughter's band, Days Off.
1: Oh boy. Is that with with a a Z? Z. Yeah. (laughs) That's right. Yeah.
0: (laughs) So the girls started like a band with their friend and yeah, they like did shows everywhere and they were really cute.
1: That's nice. I mean, it has to be a Z.
0: Days, yeah, yeah days off. Be.
1: Yeah, because mm-hmm. like we're in a daze and we're like off, <laughs> you know, it's like really metaphorical, man. You know, everybody's in a daze.
0: Yeah, I'm sure that's what like the 16 year old girls <laughs> thought when they were thinking of their name. <laughs> they
1: sounded like Cheech and Chong.
0: Yeah, <laughs> hey man. So, obviously, on the outside, they had a picture perfect life, right? As people in this stories always seem like they have right behind closed doors craig was very controlling karen had a strict allowance and was qu- required to show him proof of all of her receipts yeah. wow yeah she was not allowed to make phone calls after eight and she was required to be in bed at 8 30 every night to sleep with him whether she wanted to or not wow mm-hmm. that is very controlling yeah in 2006, Karen decides she needs something for herself. She joined a local gym, but Craig refused to pay for it. So Karen began doing things like selling like cakes hmm. and stuff, You know, doing things in the community to help make money sure. so she could pay for it herself, okay. which was great. She was like, screw you, I'm going to go do me.
1: Yeah, I mean, it sucks that she had to do that. Yeah,
0: it's horrible. Um, so she quickly falls in love with exercise and becomes a personal trainer. There she meets fellow trainer Sunny Reese. In 2008, their friendship grew into more, mm. and Craig actually encouraged it.
1: That's weird. hmm What? hmm It's very weird.
0: <laughs> so my, my notes verbatim say, assuming, like most dirty narcissists would, <laughs> that he would be able to have both women, <laughs> he would do things like bring both of them flowers. Okay. However, the ladies were not interested. July of 2008, Craig is offered a job in Columbia, Missouri, as the director of water and light department for the city. He ends up being the highest paid city employee. And they decide to leave, where were they before? They were in Texas. So he, he was like, this is great. I'm going to go get this new job, mm-hmm. you know, get Karen away from Sonny, and mm-hmm. it's going to be great. Sonny was very upset over the move and called Craig one day to tell him that Karen didn't love him anymore and that she was only staying with him for the kids.
1: I feel like, that's probably a pretty common occurrence, yeah. You know, that's well, like staying together for the kids,
0: yeah. I mean, that happens a lot, unfortunately, because yeah. right. it's not beneficial either way for the kids, yeah. But on New Year's Eve at a party, they got into a huge fight, and Craig was seen pushing Karen the next day, January 1st, 2009. Karen officially files for divorce, hmm. unfortunately, it took a while to settle the living situation out, and they were stuck living together until March 16th During the move that day, there was another physical. Yeah, that's so long.
1: It's like four months. Could
0: you imagine, like, going for a divorce and then having to live together?
1: Yeah, that's awful. For two months. (laughs) Two months.
0: Well, yeah, January first to March sixteenth.
1: All right. Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. That's two months. Yeah, I'm bad at time.
0: You're so bad.
1: Yeah, it's really bad. (laughs) It's never. Because
0: in your brain, you were just counting January, February, March. Yeah. But, like, really, it's January to February, February to March, so it's only two and not not three.
1: whatever, okay? (laughs) That's just how I count. (laughs) Well, it's wrong. Whatever. (laughs) I mean, it's three months. It's not. But, like, if it was the end of March, it would have been three months.
0: Sure. Yeah, it was mid-March. It's
1: two and a half months. Okay. That's the compromise.
0: (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Even though you initially said four months.
1: Whatever. Listen, I don't know what order things are in.
0: So March sixteenth, moving day. Um, unfortunately, there was another physical fight between Karen and Craig, and she actually had him arrested.
1: Was there any like so before the initial physicality? Was there any um, was there any like report of that happening behind closed doors?
0: Um, no, I mean she said that he was mostly like you know, controlling and right. verbally abusive. abusive. And yeah. It wasn't it hadn't gotten physical.
1: But no no reported physical abuse prior to that.
0: No. Hmm. So she has him arrested and um he gets charged with third degree domestic assault. She quickly filed for a restraining order and in the petition she said that she was afraid the situation would escalate so much so that someone will be seriously hurt. Mm-hmm. In September of 2009, Craig was forced to resign from his job due to difficult family issues, according to a press release from the city.
1: So it was, like, affecting his day-to-day. Yeah. Yeah. And probably it being public knowledge with him in, like, a public role.
0: Right. I'm sure, and I'm sure, like, where he was arrested, like... Yeah. You know, especially back in the 90s, they print that shit... Or, I'm sorry, this wasn't the 90s. This was 2009. Yeah. But, like, they print arrests things like in newspapers and stuff yeah or right. like
1: yeah all the police reports and stuff yeah yep
0: so october he filed for relief of child support because he had lost his job and he moved to meridian kansas with his parents uh karen and craig were having custody issues saying that karen turned his daughters against him and that he decided he only wanted to see his son so it's like kind of weird yeah he didn't want to see his daughters anymore because he felt like they were against
1: D- him. did all the kids stay in missouri with the mother? Yeah, they did.
0: Okay. They did.
1: Man, that's pretty that's pretty tough.
0: Yeah. So in December, he had a lot of, you know, court dates looming over his head. So he had, like, um, the court date for domestic violence, the divorce hearing, the actual divorce trial. So, like, December was going to be a very stressful month for him. hmm and, you know, losing his job, going, having to move back home with his parents.
1: Yeah. So it's a lot of yeah, change a lot, for a lot of negative reasons in a, and and a time. A lot of reasons to snap. Yep. Uh-oh.
0: November 28th, 2009, the Saturday after Thanksgiving, Karen drove to Meridian to pick up Sean from his father's house and bring him back about an hour away to her 89-year-old grandmother's house, Dorothy White, in Burlington, Kansas. Burlingam. Burlingam, Kansas. <laughs> It's just a weird name.
1: Burlingam.
0: Burling, Burlingam. Yeah. Like Burlingame. Yeah. Is how it's spelled.
1: Burlingame. Mm-hmm.
0: I just want to say Burlington in my head.
1: I know. I just want to keep saying Burlingame. <laughs> sounds like some weird knight. The knight Burlingame <laughs> struck from the heavens and smited thee.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Too much nerdum this week. Yeah, I guess
1: so. Yeah. I think so. It's just like seeping through me now, you know? (laughs) Just like, you get surrounded by nerds and it just, it happens. Like, you just absorb their nerddom. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I bought two board games. Like, what's going on? I don't even know.
0: I can't believe you got away without any video games. I know. You only bought board games at PAX.
1: Yeah. But like, I mean, board games, I mean, the video games come later. Like, I don't need physical video games. Yeah, that's true. But like, some of the stuff diverging a little here off of the murder like some of the stuff that i bought it came with extra stuff that wouldn't if i had not bought it there i wouldn't have got oh
0: yeah
1: well that's cool yeah we all like board games yeah it's fun <laughs> yeah, i'm 28th, very nerdy i'm very nerdy very nerdy right now <laughs> uh
0: yeah so back to november 28th 2009 at 6 p.m some neighbors heard a loud car and looked outside to see a suspicious red ford explorer parked close to their house they thought he may be robbing families that were like away for the holiday weekend so they called the police
1: they didn't know who it was
0: no they had no idea yeah okay because this uh so karen was with her children at her grandmother's house okay so like it wasn't karen's house it was their grandmother's house okay so like these neighbors didn't know wouldn't, the, have, wouldn't known. have known the car or yeah. the person mm-hmm. yeah. So they immediately call the police, and like it's a super small town like in 2009, Burlingame, Kansas only had a thousand people. Holy shit! Yeah, so it was like super small. So literally everybody knew everybody. Right. So they call the police, and the police are like, "Oh, sorry, like we don't have anybody." to help you right now. <laughs>
1: That's how small the town is. Yeah.
0: So they called the city like the
1: the like the next major city or something. Yeah.
0: No, like um they called like the like the utilities department, like the city department and was like, "Hey, there's no police officers. Like can we get somebody to come down and check out this suspicious vehicle?" And they were like, "Oh, I like we don't know where the police are either. Like maybe you should just call 911 because I'm assuming 911 dispatched from like maybe a different town."
1: Yeah, like a larger town. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So they Eventually called 911. Imagine
1: living in a small enough town where you can call the police and they're like, sorry, there's not enough police right now. Like, what?
0: That would not fly here. Not even close. (laughs) Yeah, sorry,
1: not enough police. Yeah, Yeah, you're just going to have to get murdered.
0: Yeah, no, we don't really care what that guy's doing. (laughs) So um, meanwhile, the driver returned to the car holding a long, thin bag that they couldn't make out what it was. They yelled at him and tried to get his attention, but he quickly threw the bag in his car and fled. Nathan Perling finally got the call to go investigate this car.
1: And who's who's that? I'm going to tell you. Oh, Okay.
0: Actually, I guess I didn't say in my notes. But, well, so if I'm who telling was you, that? If I'm telling you he's going to investigate, then he's a police officer. Well, I don't know. This
1: town doesn't have a lot of police officers. <laughs> they called like a utility place to go investigate. It could have been like a All utility right, so worker. Finally,
0: so finally, like, um, I, I don't know how much longer later, but they, the neighbors were waiting for like a while. But finally, this police officer showed up. was like, oh, you know, I'm, I'm free now. I can go <laughs> check out this car, this random car. And, like, find out, you know, what that car is on the street. Okay. So his name is Nathan Perling. So he's going to investigate the car. And then while he's on the way driving there, he gets a phone call that says, like, oh, hey, you know, you're about to go to this street. The next street over, there's actually um, a lady whose life alert bracelet is going off. So, like, maybe you need to take care of that lady in the life alert bracelet first. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, help her and worry about that car later. So he heads there. On his way there, he receives another call, so a third call, saying that the address he's going to for the life alert, there was actually a shooting and that, you know, they've heard gunshots. So Karen and her son Sean had been cleaning coins in the kitchen sink when Craig walked in and began shooting Karen with a rifle. Oh, my God. Right next to Sean, who's 10. Oof. Sean ran out the back door. And around to the front door where he tried to get back inside to get to a phone. But he saw his dad walking by the front door. And he decided that he should run to a neighbor's house.
1: Good call. So he ran to a neighbor's house. Yeah. Yeah. Ran
0: to a neighbor's house. That neighbor wasn't there. Oh, my God. So he had to run to another neighbor's house and um, have them call 911. So Nathan Perling arrives at the house where he goes up the front steps Through the window, he immediately notices Dorothy on the couch covered in blood. He walked through the house and into the kitchen. Well, he broke down the door first. Walked into the house, into the kitchen where he found Karen barely holding on to for life. He still needed to clear the rest of the house and was hoping he would find the assailant still in there. He walked through the living room and found 18-year-old Emily dead on the floor. He then went upstairs where he found 16-year-old Lauren clinging to life. She was able to tell him that it was her dad that had shot her, and she begged him to please not let her die. Oh my god. That night Karen and Lauren succumbed to their wounds in the hospital. Dorothy held on until December first. Enough time to say goodbye to her daughter, Patricia. The next day, authorities found Craig walking in a ditch. He looked right at the police and said, I'm the guy you're looking for. Wow.
1: So he he was all fucked up about it, oh, yeah. probably. Oh yeah. Yeah. For
0: sure. I mean Yeah.
1: Yeah, that's such a horrible thing to do, and then, like, to snap in that manner. Like, you've, that's, like, you've destroyed your whole, like, you've destroyed your whole family a second time now, Mm -hmm. right? But, like, this time in the most permanent possible way. Oh, yeah, there's no
0: going back. Yeah. Yeah. There's. Like, there's, you you don't heal from
1: that. Like, I mean, not that, not that verbal and physical abusers often turn a corner, right? But, like, at least in that instance, there is, like, the possibility of, like, healing a relationship. Right. But, like, you're just, you're done. Like, mentally, you're fucked now. Yeah. Completely. That's crazy.
0: Well, as is your 10-year-old son.
1: Yeah, totally. Completely done. Like, forever. Forever, yeah.
0: So, yeah, so he said, I'm the guy you're looking for. On him, they found a revolver, hunting knives, hundreds of dollars in cash, Pliers, gloves, and a mesh hunting bag. So he told them where he had abandoned the car, and in it they found tons of canned food. So So obviously hanging for a while. Well, uh, no. So it was the next day they found him. But so like he had all of this stored on him, and all of them stored in his truck. Like I'm assuming, and I feel like they were also assuming that he was planning to just like
1: jet into the the wilderness or
0: something. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, with all those the canned food and hunting stuff, like. He, he planned on disappearing for a while. Yeah. Unfortunately, the gun that he used to shoot them was never found, but in the truck they found the box for the gun and mm-hmm. the clip. So. Yeah, two and two. That's the yeah. same. Yeah. You know, it's just, I don't know if it's as good, but I'm sure it's just as good.
1: Yeah. Or as easy to prove that it was definitely him. Yeah. Like, even though he literally, like, told them, yeah. hey, it's me.
0: I wonder where. The gun went. I mean, for it to be hidden like that for 10 years. Right. 11 years like what what happened yeah, yeah where did it go I don't
1: know
0: where did he ditch it on the way
1: I have no idea I'm sure they did a pretty threw, thorough look threw it in a river or something
0: yeah it's always rivers they yeah, always well, throw mean, shit in the rivers
1: well where else the fuck are you gonna throw it it's water rivers flow get get rid of stuff or they, or it sinks if it's heavy enough you know bodies like float downstream or whatever why are you looking at me like that <laughs> <laughs> Is that not how water works? No,
0: I'm just saying. (laughs) (laughs) So Craig was charged with capital murder, and his bail was set at $10 million. Holy shit. Mm -hmm. Of course, as most family annihilators do, he chose to plead insanity. Yeah. Which.
1: Yeah. That's shitty. Okay,
0: man feel like that shouldn't even get to be a thing in a situation like this.
1: Yeah, I mean that's a term too, right? Uh, family family annihilator. Yeah. yeah. So that's like a unfortunately common common term. It or is.
0: A, it is yeah. especially for especially for the dads. Yeah. Like, I mean, what we just had the Chris Wells case, right? Did you read about that? No. That shit, it was heartbreaking. Like, that's one that I don't even know if I could ever cover because the children are like babies. Like. Yeah, they were, like, they were like they were two. And, they were two and four. Yeah. Oh, yeah, and I'm pretty sure the wife was pregnant with ugh. a boy. I might be wrong on that, but yeah, like I don't, I can't even. That was just like 2018.
1: Yeah, that's ugh. Mm-hmm. That's it's great.
0: It's insane. It's absolutely. insane. It's
1: terrible that it happens frequently enough that there's like a, a term, term for it. Yeah. Yeah.
0: On September 29th, 2011, he was found guilty on all counts. And on October 11th, 2011, he was sentenced to death. Sean, 12 years old at the time, wrote a note to the judge saying, I do not want my dad to receive the death penalty because it would be hard on my grandparents. And another note that said, I do not want my whole family to be gone. Poor kid. So he's currently still on death row. Um, There is like a case going on right now between him versus the fucking Supreme Court because um, the... Pleading insanity is, like, not legal anymore in Kansas. Okay. Like, they outlawed um, defensive madness is what it's called. Okay. They outlawed that in Kansas. So, I don't really know. This, like, literally just happened in late of 2019.
1: It probably has something to do with the fact that, like, he originally pled insanity and now that's not a viable option or something Well,
0: and so, like, he lived... So, he lived in Kansas and... I I don't know. They're just like, there's a whole thing going on right now where I don't know if he's trying for another trial or just trying to not be on death row anymore. So
1: how, his kid now would be like 20 something?
0: Um, well, so he was 12 in 2011. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah.
1: He's like 21. Yeah. Man, that's crazy. Poor kid. Had to grow up this whole time by himself. Yeah. Yeah, that's insane.
0: So he ended up living and being raised by, I believe, his mom's
1: parents. parents.
0: Yeah, I believe so.
1: Man, that's got to be so rough to try to recover from. Right. That's insane. That might be the most brutal one you've done yet. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. Like, and, and yeah, the fact like, that the guy's still alive awaiting a death sentence, yeah. like on death row. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. Wow. That was a rough one. Almost got me a little bit.
0: Because the kids, it's the kids. I know it's always the kids. I
1: know. One of them survived, though.
0: He did. Yeah. And good. I think, like, you know, they they've said that like he did it on purpose. Like he let Sean get away on purpose. He, why? Because like he made comments like he didn't want to see his daughters. <clears throat> right. So he because like because he thought that so they so were he, against him. He like him.
1: held him to like a higher standard or something. Yeah. Or a different standard. Yeah. Like that wasn't worthy of death apparently yeah
0: he he could he was still allowed to live
1: sucks Mm. i mean that's like a a pretty shitty sentence for that little kid
0: yeah wow that's a rough one yeah
1: yeah yep
0: i thought i had a lot of notes but that was still short wasn't it yeah (laughs) damn it
1: (laughs) i mean it wasn't that short we're at like 25 minutes we are yeah
0: do you guys like the length of this
1: yeah like would you rather it be longer? Yeah. Or do you like, like, a half an hour? Yeah.
0: Tell us. Let me know. Yeah. You need to know. Because I feel like... I feel like a 30-minute mark is what I'm, like, capable of hitting. And yeah. I feel like that's a great... For me, personally, um, like I've said many times, I listen to a lot of true crime podcasts. And, like, I love the ones that are, like, really long. But sometimes it frustrates me when I have to break them up. Right. And, like, you know, I you know, have driven to my destination and now I need to pause it and then, you know, come back to it on my lunch break. And like, you know, it's, it's frustrating. So I feel like trying to hit that, you know, 30, between 30 and 45 minutes is like, I think our goal, but like, what do you guys want? Is that like, do you like that? Right. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Let us know in the comments, like, uh, either Facebook or just, you know, whatever. Yeah. It'd be great.
0: Yeah. I'd love to, I'd love to hear some feedback on that. If you want longer stories, you tell me.
1: Because we'll do that for you. I will do it for, for you. you. For you guys.
0: <laughs> do you have a toast this week? I do. You do?
1: Well, I. you just want me so badly to go first.
0: I, I know. You yelled at me last time and said I always need to go first. But, like, I don't want to do that. Why? Because it's not all about me, Matt. <laughs>
1: This is your vessel, okay?
0: <laughs> mine's mine's funny this week. It's not like a person or anything.
1: Okay. Well, mine, I shouted them out at the beginning of this podcast. But, uh, you know, me, uh, Andy, and Steve from the Dual Screens podcast uh, had an absolutely fantastic couple of days uh, at PAX. And uh, those guys are really awesome. They put out some great content. My cheers is to them because they hustle super hard, um, you know, and I think they should probably be bigger than they are. So cheers to those guys.
0: Yeah, cheers, cheers. <sighs> Mine's so silly. Uh oh. So my, I would like to toast this week to the fact that the TV show Good Girls is back on because I love it so much. <laughs> <laughs> and if you're not watching Good Girls, go watch Good Girls. What? So it's for great. people
1: who don't know what Good Girls is, what is Good Girls?
0: So I think it is NBC. Okay. Um. That's what Superstore is on, right? Yeah. Okay, yeah, so it's NBC, Um, and it's about these, like, three moms who are just going through, like, really, really tough financial times. Like, you know, one is married, and she found out her husband was having an affair, and then another one is married and has, like, a really sick child that needs, like, a lot of medical care, and another one's, like, a single mom, very young, like, struggling, Mm -hmm. and they just decide to become career criminals and, like, it's great. It's hysterical. And that's how they just, it's like, it's, like, all
1: their th- their side hustle? Is it, like, a dark comedy? Yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah,
0: it gets deep. Okay. Yeah. But, like, I think that I just really resonate with it because there was a time in my life where, like, I was so dead-ass broke yeah, that, like, obviously I would never become a career criminal, but, like, shit popped in my head. Yeah, I'm sure. That <laughs> I was, like, you know... I got Might to provide easier. for my yeah, baby.
1: Right. I could just rob a bank. <laughs> yeah.
0: But yeah, it's it's so great. And I don't even want to say anything else because I don't want to like ruin any of it. So the third season just started um, like two weeks ago. And it's just – it's like – I get super excited Mondays because I put the baby down for a nap and I get to watch the show and like, it's me time. And like, I think it's so important that everybody has some me time and like, that's mine this week. And I want to cheers to that.
1: <laughs> awesome.
0: <laughs> I feel like all my other toasts were so mushy and like,
1: sometimes they don't have supported to supported me. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't have to be mushy. Yeah. It's just, it's again, it's just like a little bit of a yeah. little light at the end of the tunnel, a yeah, little bit that's of positivity. What,
0: exactly. That's what has, you know, made me happy this week Yeah, and I've enjoyed it
1: good yeah cool well yeah this is another great episode i think so you know we're clocking in at uh just about a half an hour let us know again (laughs) like if you want more content we can come up with different segments or you know we can add some stuff every week you're supposed
0: to be we're supposed to have wise words with matt remember
1: oh i don't have any this week nothing i'm too tired
0: there's nothing no
1: my wise words are just like if you're passionate about something just do it somewhere you know like Like you don't need it doesn't need to be your career but just make it exist in your life somewhere yeah because it's worth your time
0: like Uh. when i was like let's start a true crime podcast yeah
1: (laughs) it's right it's like a half an hour to an hour every week that we spend doing this yeah and just like the little bit of time that we do this is always awesome it's always really fun Mm -hmm. and it's always really positive so like anytime you can bring your passion into your life, you should just go for it. Mm-hmm. Just don't Do it. don't let don't let the negativity get to you. Yeah. So those are my wise words.
0: It was supposed to be marriage related, but whatever. Listen, no, it I'm just kidding. That was always a real, have to, No, that was a you're really You're such good a one. jerk. That was a really good now one. Now you're bringing my wise
1: words. down. No, no, no. I'm so you're sorry. Them down. I'm so sorry. That you're was really good.
0: <laughs> it was really good. I, I I like it. That was good. Good. Thanks. Yeah, I'm gonna take that. You know.
1: Just really take it to heart. Yeah, yeah.
0: I'm gonna pack that up. Yeah, store it in my heart. <laughs> I'll save it for later. Unpack it later. Yeah. When be I need like, it. Matt told me. <laughs> Matt told me I should be
1: passionate or something. I don't fucking remember. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, guys. Well, thanks for listening. Um, you know, we're we're live on all the major podcasts, uh, all the major streaming networks, rather um you know if you listen to us on apple Podcasts, definitely uh rate us review us it's super important um and just in the facebook group let us know how we're doing you know let us know if you're digging the content and how we can improve any feedback always uh you know is always good for us so um you know this is matt for till death to us podcast and uh hey
0: what if i had more stuff to say
1: do you have more stuff to say i might what do you have to say
0: we tell them our our Gmail.
1: It's so still podcast at gmail.com if you want to email we, us feedback. We
0: need to tell them. We need to lay it all out there. I
1: need, I guess I need other notes. I need show clothes notes.
0: Yeah. Where's yeah. your notes? I don't know. I had three pages of That's notes. That's a lot of
1: notes. Today. I know. I'm just kind of winging it. That was still not it. enough. I'm just winging it.
0: All right. So.
1: Do you want me to start the end again? No. Okay.
0: I just want to tell everybody to follow us on Instagram. <laughs> okay. At Till Death to Us Podcast. And you can email us, tilldeath to uspodcast at gmail.com. Now I feel silly that I'm saying all of this.
1: <laughs> <laughs> do you want to do the show close up from now on?
0: No, I don't. Okay. But, like, I just, like, make, you got to say it all.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, you don't. But just, like, but no, you do it, but just make it, just make it better. Just make it better than it is.
0: <laughs> I am not a control freak. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about.
1: And on that note, <laughs> This has been Till Death (laughs) Do Us podcast. And hey, don't murder each other.
0: Bye. (laughs)